0: relive your favorite era of wrestling with new gen on a mission wrestling war zone extreme three-way dance or the ruthlessly aggressive podcast keep in touch with the modern era with gc dub clotheslines and headlines you know what that means and viewers choice or sit down and nerd out with no holds barred wwe war or the wrestler that was it's summertime and the living is easy Because you've got the North-South Connection. NorthSouthConnection.com Now, to show our gratitude, we're not going to be like the other guys and jerk you around and bullshit you. We're going to tell you the truth.
1: Of professional wrestling, the era of the franchise, the era of the ECW. let
0: me go Oh my god! I ever you to show
2: This is the Queen of Extreme
0: Freight scene
2: and the franchise Shane Douglas. Well, you want the lowdown on professional wrestling? Get it right here at this podcast, Extreme Three-Way Dance.
1: Connection. Welcome back to most extreme menage a 12 violence you'll have experience here on the extreme Through a dance. I'm JT, joined by Jenny and Matt as we go on our journey through the history of extreme. We started this journey in February of 1994. And here we are in August 1998, coming off one of the greatest pay-per-views in ECW history at Heat Wave 1998. So we'll be covering the fallout tonight. We put our first 100 episodes in the books as well. Two weeks ago, we were at episode 101. I want to thank you for sticking with us and for sticking with North South Connection. This podcast, like many of ours, is simulcast both video and audio, video on YouTube. If you search North South Connection, you can subscribe there. Be sure to leave a like and a comment if you may do so. And also follow us on any podcast application by searching North South Connection there. We have simulcasts, we have exclusive video, exclusive audio, sub to both, follow us on social media, and you won't miss a thing. Just like Aerosmith once said, Matt, how are you? Mm -hmm. Uh, doing peachy, uh, we are we are post heat wave, and let's
0: see if we can keep riding the the wave of of, of, of goodness heat. Of, of, heat. of goodness into. That's yeah. uh, good, anyway, heat wave. That would have been better. Not it wasn't mm-hmm. called goodness wave. It was called heat wave. Who though. sang
1: heat wave? You heard it in our last episode. You know who sang it?
0: <sighs> I don't know. It was a duop band. I, I I think
2: Martha. Yeah. Somebody we talked to
1: Martha this. and the Vandellas the Van-
2: Yeah, the vandellas Martha Kit. Well, I hear a Rising Tide sinks all boats or something <laughs> like that so
1: rob vandella <laughs> right we got three weeks of tv here tonight we're gonna be fo- talking about the fallout from heat wave two weeks after that and we don't we don't have a pay-per-view for a while november to remember is our next one yeah, it's mm-hmm. early in november though so we, mm-hmm. we don't have like a ton of time but we get a good two and a half months to get through before we get to our next pay-per-view so Let's talk about it. On August 8th, 1998, we open with a clip of Taz calling out Shane from Heat Wave. Our opening animation includes a graphic hyping November to remember on November 1st from New Orleans. So another nice. new city for pay-per-view. Mm-hmm. I'm guessing that TV they did there in the summer was kind of a test run to see mm-hmm. how yeah. things would do. It did well. I mean, they, they put a big angle there, too. We talked about that mm-hmm. um, where they ran the angle with Beulah getting injured uh in new orleans so clearly they saw potential as a market and now they're hitting the pay-per-view there so we haven't been the biggest fans of these random places for pay-per-view so far uh we liked Dayton, probably the, one of the most um mm-hmm. you know we've seen what the, the town in georgia we saw um asbury park mm-hmm. we've had mm-hmm. uh florida right we was it fort lauderdale, it was the, lauderdale mm-hmm. i think yeah mm-hmm. i feel like there's another one missing what was the uh i did too yeah. Pittsburgh. We had Pittsburgh. Right. Yeah, Pittsburgh. And then yeah. barely legal was the arena. Yeah. So we'll see. We'll see how New Orleans stacks up. Joey's oh, in the right. nest. He says they're just coming off a red hot pay per view. was critically acclaimed throughout the industry. And the big news is Taz is still FTW champion. We get stills from that match of Taz and Bam Bam Bigelow. Bigelow and Candido are backstage. Bammer says he did not uh, tap out. And while the Taz mission was locked on, he'll never tap. He would need to be choked out next time. Bigelow promises to kick his ass, and he'll get his trophy back his way. Taz is backstage. Bigelow's whining and crying like a bitch. He should just fess up to tapping, as everyone knows it. He isn't getting into any controversy. Bigelow beat him clean and living dangerously. He was the bigger man. He made no excuses. He didn't cry about it. He took it like a man. But not like Bigelow. He's the best big man in the business, but the best little man just beat him. So maybe he's even bigger than Bigelow now. Shane's career is done. His future is in the booth. He's good at it, but now he's a fragile, damaged goods. Taz is a buzzsaw and the only world champion in the company. And Shane's a liar and a crier and is always talking about the FTW title. So how can it be fake and bogus when Shane talks about it nonstop? Taz asks who Shane beat. He won the NWA tournament, threw down his belt, had a regional belt that he turned into the ECW world title. He beat nobody for it. So how is Taz bogus, but Shane isn't? There's some guy standing naked in a Roachfield apartment in Altoona, calls himself ECW champion, but Shane doesn't talk about him. He just talks about Taz and the FTW title. He's obsessed with Taz, taking him out, putting him down. He's down physically, he's down mentally. The genius, Mr. Chalkboard, Mr. Cap and Gown. Taz is the only real champion. Anytime Shane wants a shot, he can call the office or he can just call him and he can get a shot. But Shane can never beat him. Uh, Matt, there's was a great promo. Was, uh, Bigelow was fine. I thought Shane was great as always. I mean, uh, Taz was great as always calling out Shane. Uh, you know, this story he's telling, again, makes sense, right? He's putting Shane in, in the spot to say, look, you did the same thing I did. You legitimize your title. Mine's just as legitimate as yours is. Uh, you're a bitch until you step up to the plate. Taz, you know, for months, B- Taz hyped himself up, right? Like mm-hmm. uh, by admitting that Bigelow was a better man that night. Bigelow beat me clean. He was a better man, and now he beats Bigelow. and Bigelow won't put him over, and he's saying now you're being a bitch when I was the real. I was a real man, and now you're being a bitch, right? So it's all that months of build. I like that it paid off in this. That Taz constantly kept saying, "Like I don't." There's no excuses. Bigelow beat me on that night, so now Bigelow's coming with all the whining and excuses. So, uh, what'd you think of this, Matt? I, I thought it was pretty good substance.
0: Yeah, uh, I I I always enjoy a Taz promo. I will usually I agree with Taz, but uh, you know he says about the fake belt stuff. I mean, look, Shane did win a tournament. I mean, yes, yes, he did. He did get a a a title. He Mm -hmm. did start his own title, but but the NWA title was that was the tournament. The ECW title wasn't. I know, but he still wrestled in a tournament. You see, Mm -hmm. it was it just because he got. right a lot but i mean that ftw <laughs> title is just kind of his you know then yeah. he started you know what i'm I saying like for christ's sake <laughs> but I, I i did enjoy the taz promo uh, taz is always great uh calling him uh mr cap and <laughs> fucking gown was, i thought that was that was uh that was a great line he'll give shane a shot at his belt uh anytime probably gonna have to wait a little while for that so uh, calling bam bam a bitch uh don't do that he puts you through the ring at one point uh i think if you do you keep doing that he's uh he's going to do that again so uh yeah uh, more great stuff uh from taz here jenny yeah i would
2: agree with you i i think taz is reaching quite a bit when he says those things um he didn't shane didn't make up his title he just rebranded it right he (laughs) at least there was something to throw in the trash i guess um but I don't know. I don't think Shane has damaged goods quite yet. I mean, yeah, he's injured, but, I mean, he's still got a lot left, I feel like. Um, I could be wrong about that, because he may never come back from this arm injury. I could be totally wrong. But, I don't think Bigelow has been whining or crying. I think he's saying, I didn't tap because he motherfucking didn't tap. (laughs) So, that's what I think. I think, as much as Taz thinks he's telling his truth, I think Bigelow is telling his truth as well.
1: We'll see how that all shakes out. Joey's in the nest. He's not sure where Shane even is at this point. It's if he's co-host anymore, if he's not. He says, Bigelow tapped, and he was a roadblock between Taz and Shane. And Taz got by him, so that path is headed right for Shane Douglas. Taz and Shane's feud was born from the Taz-Sabu feud. And now we get highlights from the first ever uh, match between Taz and Sabu. At Barely legal. This is the first time we ever see this on TV. We also see highlights of Taz beating Shane for the TV title on the spot that same night. Joey's in the nest talks more about Taz and Douglas as the issue between Taz and Sabu never came to a close, but the two will wrestle this weekend for the FTW title at the ECW arena. We know Bigelow could be around and involved as well. Joey talks about a huge story later about a big defection <coughs> from the to FT- ECW and the story is rocking the world. We'll have more later. John Finnegan is backstage. He gives his thoughts. He says, from his vantage point, Bigelow tapped, did not reach for the ropes. I love how up, like, he's so shocked that anyone wants to talk to him. He's like, oh, he's trying to leave the building. It's like, he and he's like, he's like rushing through what he's saying. It's yeah. like, Bigelow tapped. That's my opinion. And then he runs out of the arena.
2: Run away. Yeah, yeah. yeah you better run, bitch. Because no, he didn't.
1: Poor Finnegan. Uh, we get a clip of Tammy Sitch showing up at Halloween Havoc with her fiance. And Joey says that Sonny. Official name, Tamara Lee, Lynn Sitch, is the major defection from Dirty F that he mentioned. She has now joined ECW. She popped back and forth for years to help further her and Chris Candido's careers in both places. But now she is here to stay and we'll have more analysis on the hotline, Jenny. Any thoughts on this uh, becoming official that uh, Tammy is now uh, ECW only?
2: I think it's interesting how our podcast has a synergy with things that happen current day sometimes and things line Mm. up in different ways. (laughs) And here comes Tammy when she's in the news in 2023, very Mm -hmm. recently. Um, So it's kind of a mind fuck. uh, (laughs) uh, Cause a lot of these people, I don't know where they end up. Right. Mm -hmm. Like, Mike awesome thing no idea no clue what happens whatever Sonny I've seen happen in real time as it happens to her so um she will continue to probably cause a lot of trouble in this promotion which is fine we need some more ladies
0: Mm. yeah I mean it makes sense Uh, she's been on a bunch anyway prior to her being quote-unquote exclusive with ECW right she was a part of living dangerously. She was obviously at heat wave. So, and her fucking boyfriend, husband, fiance, fuck buddy, whatever you want to call Candido to her. I mean, he he's, works here too.
1: So it makes perfect sense. All right. We get stills of Candido and storm storms backstage talks about Candido's big surprise that we had uh, storm or storm had Candido beat until Sonny grabbed his ass and he fell. Storm says he has a nicer ass than Candido, and that's coming from his own fiance <laughs> since she grabbed it <clears throat> on Saturday. He's going to kick Candido's ass and then take Tammy home as well.
0: Doubtful. Joey's in the nest, Joey's <laughs> in the nest,
1: trying to figure out Storm's new attitude. He hypes this weekend's show. We have Candido Storm, Sabu versus Taz, RVD versus Jerry Lynn for the TV title, new Jack versus Jack victory in a weapons match, and they have encouraged the fans to bring weapons to the arena and Joey begs for that discretion <laughs> and common sense for the types of weapons they bring. Also, Mike Tanaka. Mike, Mike Tanaka, Mike Awesome versus Mike Tanaka. Masato Mike Tanaka. Tanaka. Uh, Paul narrates clips of Tanaka's Awesomes feud. is backstage, he gives Tanaka credit for winning at Heat Wave, but he left him alive, and that'll be a fatal mistake. People say Tanaka can take more punishment than anyone can dish out, but Saturday night, he will dish out a lot at the arena so there you go more <laughs> despite my comments last show we'll have more awesome going to come
2: um uh, joey yeah, is great when mm. he tells them not to bring any crazy weapons it's just perfect because you know he's just deciding them to bring more crazy shit uh to the arena which i hope they do i can't wait to see that
0: he also called uh, lance storm a charming mute at one point and that killed he me. did he did <laughs>
2: Uh, Mike Awesome did the little promo. He's so wooden. You know, yeah. he's just he's not a good, yeah. not a good promo. He
0: He's not an awesome talker, you guys.
2: No, he's really not.
1: All right. Uh, Paul narrates stills of Credible Lynn, and then Credible brags himself up as the next ECW champion. Says he'd stoop to any level and sacrifice anything to win, including Chastity, who he slaps on our injured shoulder. He is cold, calculated, and the greatest thing going. We get stills of RVD and Sabu versus uh, Haibusa and Jinsei Shinzaki from Heatwave. Fonzie, RVD, and Sabu celebrate their big win backstage. There's no surprise. They're still champions. The usual RVD. Uh, Beulah, we uh, get a 3D slow, ma- slow motion video package for the 50th fucking time. Uh, that same <laughs> one of her getting wrecked. R.I.P. Beulah. Yeah. We then get clips of the new Jack Dudley's brawl from outside the era. We get the Dudley's and Gertner locker room promo from before Heatwave. Um, Then we start to get clips of the Heatwave main event, but Shane Douglas interrupts and says, no one gives a shit about Tommy and Beulah and asks if Francine would have left if her neck got broken, but she would still be out there managing in a wheelchair. Shane says he feels the heat and rants on RVD trying to amass enough titles so he can get to his world title. Taz makes his own belt to call himself world champion, but he's a moron and a pretender. Five years ago, Shane made ECW while Taz makes a living in it because of him. Taz never beat Bigelow, didn't make him tap. Watch his eyes and his hand, he was reaching for the rope, and they aren't done yet triple threat stakes a claim they have a secret surprise to the ecw arena and they'll make sure that taz doesn't get anywhere near shane until he's ready and the ecw world title is his belt a very angry man is shane douglas uh, maddie uh, but again i like i like this promo to end the show we needed to hear from shane coming of Heat Wave. where is his head at with all this um and his, he's clearly he's really been rattled since al snow uh it hasn't really recovered yeah. since um uh, so he's feeling the pressure
0: Yeah, I think Al Snow's the guy who kind of started the whole thing and then just Taz doing his thing week after week saying that, you know, that I don't have a fake belt. You have, you know, all the stuff with the belt. Uh, Shane's fucking lost it again. I feel like I say that once per episode, but it's the truth. I mean, he's just very angry at this point. He's been angry for about six months, and I Mm -hmm. think he's only going (laughs) to keep getting angrier until he can finally get Taz in the ring whenever that is, if he can, you know, when he's back end of the year next year whenever it is like he's he's just gonna keep being angry and he's gonna tell Mm -hmm. everybody just how fucking angry he is until he can uh try to be the guy to put taz out so uh more great stuff from shane here as usual
2: it is great he the more he sits there on commentary and sees what's going on i think it eats at him you know he Mm -hmm. can't work he can't fight he can't do anything really um except run his fucking mouth and he's really fucking good at it yeah. so he will continue to do that but i i loved his just he just interrupts the whole thing and just mm-hmm. spews all this shit it's great super fired up shane i loved it, it was super awesome
1: all right, that wraps up that episode. Um, no matches. I went Douglas's promo for best moment. I mean we didn't really have much much to work with. Yeah.
0: I
2: like I like Nicole Bass. You Standing can start typing now. <laughs> <laughs> In the beginning of that promo, it fucking took me out. And then and then Just Incredible smacked. Yeah, that slapped to her yeah. and She said, ow. <laughs> <laughs>
1: That was great. <laughs> uh, most '90s, I went with Sunny defecting, um, yeah. and then yeah. urging the fans to bring weapons. Although I think GCW kind of does that now, so maybe yeah, not yeah. full '90s. But
0: the more things change, yeah.
2: do they let you bring weapons at GCW? <laughs> yeah of
1: course okay. there's only one
0: way to find out I didn't know that
1: <laughs> I think if I could have handed something in that moment in Detroit I probably could have just really? given them anything yeah I think so really like
2: a sword or something
1: like sure uh stock rising with Taz, Sunny, RVD, Douglas
2: mm-hmm.
1: I don't have anyone falling Final grade, I just went 5 out of 10. I mean, it was your average recap app. I think oh, if yeah. you didn't see the pay-per-view, this is good. You got kind of the big moments and stills and all that. And get your hype for the arena. Kind of middle of the road.
2: I did 5.5. I bumped it up for some fired-up Shane.
1: Yeah, I mean,
0: I, I went 5 on it. It's uh, I got 5 on it, as as the song <laughs> says. But uh, yeah, a fairly fairly standard uh, post-pay-per-view recap episode.
1: All right, let's fast forward to August 15th. We cold open in the arena. Storm has paperwork. He says, Candido's alone tonight, and ECW received a letter that has nothing to do with the call he plays. Just happened to be a random coincidence. The letter mm. says that due to Tammy's contract with the WWF, she is barred from ringside, but not from his hotel room. case She wants to grab his great ass again, and not that <laughs> pink cushion she's used to grabbing in Candido. Storm going real heavy here on this guy's woman did storm um, just discover that he has an ass i don't know when oh, you get a hot girl starts complimenting <laughs> you, back, gonna, you get fired up about it she's uh,
2: clearly playing you dumbass
1: or he's playing her, Jennifer. Mm, uh, we get to our opening match: Chris Candido versus Lance Storm. Candido jumps Storm at the bell. We get a quick flurry of offense into a Candido power bomb. We clip to Candido chopping away. Storm turns him around, lays in some shots as well. Storm kicks low. Candido blocks a missile drop kick with a slingshot. Storm gets a DDT. Clip to Candido, it's a swinging neckbreaker, slugs away, slams Storm, hits a middle rope leg drop for two. We clip to Candido outside and against the railing, Storm flies into with a pescado. clips to Storm, shooting Candido into the crowd and talks shit to Douglas. Back in the ring, Candido catches Storm on the top rope and slugs away, hits the top rope Rana, goes back up top, it's a diving headbutt for two. We clip to Storm, cutting through some offense, clip to Storm, countering a powerbomb. Candido backs off and hits a flapjack for two. We clip to a candido back superplex attempt as Storm reverses for two. Storm hits a, uh, tries a handspring elbow, but Candido yanks her up between them. He's out. Storm pulls Knuckles from his boot, and then Candido ducks, elbows Storm down, takes out a chain, he slugs Storm for it. Storm is woozy. Candido grabs the mic, hits him with it while talking shit. Candido loads Storm up top, but Storm grabs the mic on the way up. He hits Candido in the nuts, hits a top rope superplex, and gets the win. And revenge from Heat Wave as Storm continues to roll hot. Another big win. Gets one over on Candido. He talks shit. He works hard. Picks up wins. Joey says Storm is showing he can use the mic, which I thought was a nice touch, a cute touch, where, yes, he's getting better on the mic, but also can use the mic uh, as he builds his career in ECW. A great start. We didn't get everything, but it was hot from what we saw. So I give it a three. I extrapolated a little bit. Didn't do a full extrapolation. I'm sure if we saw the whole match, it would have been closer to the usual three, three and a quarter, three and a half. But for a TV segments, um, Jenny, I thought this was really good.
2: Yeah, I definitely wanted to see more of this. um, But I think we probably got the best parts of it. Um, And again, it's just kind of more of their good stuff. uh, But after you have uh, Tammy ringside for a match, I feel like it loses something when she's mm. not there, um, which shows her value, I think. Um, it was good that Lance Storm kind of got a win uh, on Candido to make up for Heat Wave. Um, and, but I thought the mic spot was just kind of awkward because he was holding it the whole time when Chris was climbing. Um and then it was kind of between them and then he kind of did the nut shot on that. It didn't really come off that well for me. So I did two and three quarters, Matt. Uh,
0: yeah, I, I went uh, I went three and a quarter on it. It was their you know, normal, really good stuff. But I, I liked how they changed it up a little bit. You had the stuff with the chain, you had the stuff with the NUX. Uh I, I thought the mic thing was actually funny, especially the sound the mic made when he got hit in the junk, the it was just <laughs> it made a good sound to it. And I, so yeah, it's a unique finish to another really good uh TV match uh, between these two guys. Uh these guys I think are just gonna keep feuding for uh forever really. Well, so, and as long as Tammy's it, around. Why and not? if they keep having good matches, I'm for it. So three mm-hmm. and a quarter for me.
2: I was definitely lower on that than y'all.
1: Yeah I mean the chemistry is so good. I feel like that's right. really more for me right now. Even yeah. in clipping clipping
2: that fucks me up. It
1: hurts yeah. the well. flow. Well. Especially guys like that. Where it it helps <laughs> guy it helps matches that are like the brawl shit where there's yeah, no yeah. connective. Yep. These guys get hurt by the clipping because they yep. are so good right. at bridging all those spots together mm-hmm. and telling that story. So that, that's where mm-hmm. the clipping hurts is guys like this. It helps it, dudes like the Dudleys and New mm-hmm. Jack and so you're just hitting mm-hmm. the big spots and you're losing all the, the walk brawling in between but mm-hmm. um, for these guys it, it actively affects for sure. Um, opening animation Lance Storm's backstage shows the of fans and Candido apology for not getting to see Tammy in her low cut dress and nice ass, but he screwed it up. Candido didn't have her, and it helped to help Costor on the match again. And anytime Candido's alone with Tammy, you can thank Storm. Candido has yet to meet uh, him like a man, he's got to keep his rat at home. And Storm gives no apology. So, I mean, Storm is really going in on this, like just being a real dick, mm-hmm. uh, through all this.
0: And, and also, about a triple a Threat too. Yeah, he
1: really. The mic work came fast for him. Mm -hmm. Um, He's also in a weird spot where, like, the triple threat has this odd kind of... Like, Candido's almost a face. Bigelow's like a tweener, and Douglas is a heel gimmick going on. It's interesting Mm -hmm. um, Mm -hmm. how it's played out. Because Candido's clearly the face in this feud with Storm. I mean, Storm's being a belligerent asshole to him and his wife. So it's like, I mean, it's... (laughs) you know, he's being a piece of shit. So like, he's clearly the the more heel of the two. It seems
2: Uh, like his ear injury has really um, affected him because, you know, like he's working these matches, but we haven't really heard much from him. And usually you can't shut him the fuck up.
1: (laughs) (laughs) All right. Joey, Shane, and Francine are in the nest. They set up the night ahead. They talk about storm duping Candido because storm only had a sealed OTF envelope. They found out after that. Tammy is actually free. There was nothing in it. So they got hoodwinked. Uh, she's clear to appear in ECW anytime. So she's not under contract. So I don't know if she just wasn't there that night and they wanted to cover, or mm. it was just a heat thing for a storm. So they played it up. But either way, she is uh, free and clear in full-time ECW. We get a video package recapping three weeks ago where Taz, Sabu, and RVD all raised their belts together in the ring. Mm. And Shane says, tonight there's a big surprise awaiting Taz and Sabu. And that's our next match it is the big Barely legal rematch between Taz and Sabu. The crowd is buzzing as Fonzie and Sabu hit the ring. Taz stalks out. Shane talks about how much they hate it, uh, how much they hate each other. We get full intros. The crowd heats up. They circle around, start trading punches. We clip ahead to Taz hooking Sabu in a single leg crab near the nest. But Bigelow attacks from behind and hammers away. We then cut mm-hmm. to Bigelow shooting both guys in the ring, and the crowd calls for a three way dance. Taz wants it. The ref and the announcer converse, and they make it official and say. It is now a false count anywhere triple threat match. Bam and Bigelow, Taz, and Sabu. Bigelow gets in the ring. All three take turns throwing bombs. Taz and Sabu work together to clean out Bammer. Sabu offers a handshake. He tries to clothesline Taz, but he ducks, and it's a belly-to-belly. We clip to Taz, throwing Sabu over the top into Bigelow with a belly-to-belly. Bigelow uh, puts Taz on a table. Sabu slips on a triple jump. Bigelow shoves him off the top through Taz and the table. We clip again to Bigelow, stomping on both guys in the ring. There's a table in the corner. Sabu and Bigelow work together to shoot Taz through the table. Sabu goes low on Bigelow with the DDT for two, tries a Rana. Bigelow blocks and snaps T- Sabu down the powerbomb. Taz kicks Bigelow in the table shards and cuts down Sabu with a hard lariat. We clip to Sabu hitting a triple jump dive into both guys in the crowd. We clip ahead to Taz beating on Sabu at ringside. They throw a chair into his face. Taz goes back through the crowd. He meets Bigelow under the bleachers. They hammer away there. We clip to Sabu working over Taz in the ring. Hits a triple jump moonsault for two. Bigelow powerbombs Sabu, smashes Taz with a chair. Taz comes back with a T-bone and a head and arm Taz plex on Sabu. Taz comes through both guys, rolls up Bigelow for two. Sabu goes to a cross arm breaker. Taz breaks that by hooking his own on Sabu, but Taz breaks uh, Bigelow breaks it up and kicks away. Taz goes back to an arm bar, but Bigelow uh, on Bigelow, but now Sabu breaks it up. Taz dumps Sabu outside. Bigelow smacks Taz with a chair. We clip to Bigelow going into the crowd. He's chasing down Taz, who jumps off the balcony. Bigelow catches him and runs him into a barricade. We clip to Sabu, hooking a leg lock on Taz in the ring, but Taz breaks the hold. Bigelow's back. He dropkicks Sabu. Sabu recovers. He smacks Bigelow with a chair. Taz flips him over the belly to belly. Fonzie hooks Taz's leg as we clip to Sabu, hooking Taz in the camel clutch. Bigelow breaks it with a heavy sleeper. Taz breaks out with a chair to both guys' heads. We clip to Taz, hammering a Bigelow outside. Sabu meets him with a suicide dive. We clip to Bigelow, trying to hook Taz the Taz's mission, but Taz counters to an armbar. Sabu throws a chair at Taz's head, but he keeps the hold and flips off Sabu. He does it again, and then a third one finally forces Taz to release. Sabu gets two at a roll-up. We clip ahead to Sabu, getting a face facebuster on Sabu. Uh I mean, on Taz. Sabu catches Bigelow in the eye with a nasty chair throw for two. Bigelow's eyes bleeding now as he staggers up and gets a chair. He mangles Sabu in the head. We clip to Taz, getting a Samoan drop on Bigelow. Sabu covers for two. All three are scrapping for pins, but no one can finish. We clip to Sabu, jamming a spike into the cu- a bloody cut of Bigelow. Bigelow goes low to stop the stabbing, and Taz grabs Sabu, crushes him with a dragon suplex. Bigelow splashes Taz. We clip to Sabu, hooking Taz in a camel clutch, but Fonzie throws Sabu the spike. Taz grabs it out of the air, bangs it into Sabu's knee and Bigelow's head and grinds it into the cut. Shane says Taz claims he never used weapons, but here we go. We clip to them brawling some more until the bell rings for a Jennifer Smith favorite 30-minute time limit draw. <laughs> uh, a red-hot match. Uh, some good violence and intensity and vibe, A tough finish. Um, I think they lean on that finish too much in the big dream matches. But it was really well done. The crowd loves it so much. It's almost they don't even care about the draw because they got to see 30 minutes of their favorites beating the shit out of each other. Um, Bigelow's eye was disgusting. Taz was just a bulldog. And Sabu was nonstop. Just really intense. I went three and a half with the clipping. I'm sure the full 30. I don't know. Maybe it's a balance. Maybe you lose some again with dragging it out. But you might miss some good stuff in there. So Jenny, uh, where'd you land on this? Even with the draw.
2: Well, (laughs) it's hard to be a cunt. Uh, and bitch about the time limit draw, but I'm going to do it for a minute. Um, Mm -hmm. Because after this, yeah, I mean, it's kind of who are you going to put over? I mean, I would pick Bigelow, but I'm not going to say I didn't mind it because I I, I minded it, but it was a hell of a match. And it's just them just fucking brawling, just balls to the wall. Every fucking move that you can name, they do it. Um, they go in the crowd, they, they go through tables, they railing. I mean, it's just so brutal. Um, Taz and that three times chair shot, and he would no sell it and flick <laughs> flip him off that was badass. Now, Taz in the past gets blown up quickly in matches and loses something for me but he hasn't done that in a while and he really showed up in this match um he hates them both so much that he just goes into this next level um especially with the suplexes but ultimately I wanted to do the four but I got mad about the finish again and I did three and three quarters match
0: so I went. Uh, I went three and a half on it. It's great. Uh, I think the full match is out there. I want to say it ended up on one of the WWE DVDs, like one of the unreleased ones. I th- I think the full thing is on there, so it's probably out there somewhere in the interweb but uh yeah i mean for the 10 or 15 minutes that we saw it was fantastic just great stuff i mean just brutal like you said jenny any move that any move you can name they pretty much did it in this match Mm -hmm. uh the edge of the chair cracking bam bam in the face cutting him open was all that shit was bad just brutal stuff. So I, I was under the impression that when they added Bam Bam to this match, I thought, all right, they're gonna pin Bam Bam. One of them's gonna pin Bam Bam. That, yeah. mm-hmm. That's what I thought. But then mm-hmm. they did the draw. And I mean I, I don't mind the draw here when you have three guys this, you know, three guys like this in a match. I I don't I don't know if I necessarily want to say it makes sense, but I, I, I understand why they didn't have any of these guys lose. So I, I, the pace was uh from what we saw was great i mean i'm assuming they slowed down at some point in the 30 minutes but what yeah. we saw mm-hmm. they, what we saw they sure as hell didn't so but yeah just wild stuff uh, i wonder if the spike they used was the same one that went in candido's ear I feel like- <laughs> probably <laughs> so uh, yeah, i wonder if it was but uh yeah the spike i feel like we don't see all that often mm-hmm. anymore and it's a mm-hmm. thing that i think we could use more of because it's it's fucking especially when you have bam bam was already cut open from a chair you just drive a spike in his face it really adds to
2: it fucking Sabu just showed it to the crowd. Look at my spike.
0: <laughs> Look there's like, Candido's ear fragments.
2: Holy Look at that. shit. Uh more <laughs> spike, please. And then also that's when I knew it was gonna be a draw. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> when I saw the spike. So that was so already draw.
1: I mean, you're not gonna big will yeah. lose again. He just lost. Hasn't Sabu I know. fight? And like I said, I think in the arena you can get away with it because mm-hmm they see so much stuff that they they know they're going to see more shit later so it's like Mm -hmm. to them this is just an awesome 30 minute war Mm -hmm. who gives a fuck about the finish we like all the guys and we'll see them conclude a story because every show was here pretty much for the most part Mm so right Yep, it's not like oh we're only in Altoona once every every six right. <laughs> or every, uh, six years or whatever it is you know what I mean so like this is your one chance to see something mm-hmm. these guys right. see everything so whatever yep uh, all right we're in the nest Shane rants about the FTW title and Taz's claims Altoona. Uh Joey talks about our upcoming TV title match as Francine shows off we then get our next match and that is Jerry Lynn versus Rob Van Dam for Ooh, the TV boy. title. Pretty loaded show. Lynn is in the ring prepping as Fonzie leads that RVD, all the gold draped. Shane talks about Lynn's impressive summer series with Credible. After a break, we get going with a lockup, a trading offense and reversals at a quick pace, capped with an RVD drop kick and a corkscrew leg drop. Lynn comes back with a sunset flip, power bomb, and drop kick that sends RVD to the floor. He regroups and riffs with Fonzie. RVD returns, but Lynn stays on top and knocks him back out and meets him with a plancha. RVD turns the tide outside, hangs him on the railing, and drops a leg on him. After a break. RVD gets a slingshot leg drop for two, slams Lynn back down hits Rolling Thunder for two. RVD twists into a Boston Crab. It's a snake eyes, but Lynn counters with a slingshot in the, uh, with a drop kick to send RVD to the floor. Lynn again knocks RVD outside, meets him with a baseball slide to send RVD to the fans. Lynn meets him with a springboard across body, back inside. Lynn pours it on, gets two off a top rope leg drop. RVD's nose is bleeding heavily from that spot as Lynn goes back up top. RVD blocks him and hammers away. They trade blows up top, and Lynn takes him down with a Sunset Flip powerbomb for two. Lynn tries a Tornado DDT, but RVD counters mid-move into Northern Lights for two. Just a great spot there. RVD goes up top and gets caught. Lynn takes him over with a Great Superplex for two. Fonzie hooks Lynn's foot, so Lynn grabs him while laying on the mat. RVD pounces with a guillotine leg drop. Lynn recovers. He takes RVD through a table, a Tornado DDT to a big pop in a wild spot. Lin deadlifts RVD in and covers, but Fonzie puts his foot on the rope to make the save. Lin talks shit to Fonzie, which allows RVD to grab a chair. Lin ducks, and the chair gets thrown back and forth until RVD hits a sick Van Daminator. Lin rolls to the floor. Fonzie tries to pick Lynn up, but he can't. RVD goes and gets him, but Lin kicks out. Lin gets a close near fall on an inside cradle, but RVD gets back on offense. Lin counters a suplex and murders RVD with a pile driver for two. Lin goes up top, but Fonzie shoves him, and he lands crotch on the top rope. Fonzie holds a chair and RVD it's a super Van Damme there to pick up the win this was an amazing match uh, fantastic mm-hmm. chemistry the pace the offense was hard hitting and intense ECW uh, setting didn't need big weapon shots and craziness just intense hard hitting action Lynn has become a star and he's made the most of these chances RVD is a super sick nasty uh, Fonzie pays off as always RVD takes advantage to escape and everyone wins here top notch four stars Matt Um, This is what I've been waiting for. This is what I wanted the paper, like that breakthrough match. Mm -hmm. And we get it here in its entirety. Um, I love this. It's a hidden gem I've never heard about. (laughs) I really Mm -hmm. liked watching it. Um, I thought it was awesome.
0: Yeah, I'm right there with you. Uh, Four stars. Uh, You could see the chemistry is instant from like 30 seconds into the match. You could tell already that these two guys are just going to work well with each other. They mesh really well. And I mean, Lynn's the type of guy, we've said it before, Lynn's the type of guy who I think works well with everybody, but he really works well with RVD, as we see here. I mean... Uh, Jesus just the moves in this match Mm -hmm. were insane the leg drops the just just the reversals and the counter holds and how they're they're taking each other's shit and then coming right back with their own stuff it's just fantastic uh RVD's face was a fucking mess by the end of this. He needs a a doctor and probably some stitches. Um, There was one point, I think it was like halfway through the match. I think there was like some sort of hold or something. And you could see RVD is just smiling at one point. Like he could tell that, oh, we got him. We know we're tearing the fucking house down. And uh, they absolutely did. So the finish was sick with the, the chair assisted kick just uh my god just unbelievable stuff hell of a match hell of a match for free tv too to just throw out there and like you said it's a match i didn't know existed like i had never heard of it uh heard of this match i should say but yeah incredible stuff so four stars for me too jenny
2: i'm shocked that this is like a hidden gem match like this should be on everybody's fucking easy w list it's fucking amazing <laughs> Jerry Lynn is so fucking scrappy And so good He just reads everything so Mm -hmm. well And never hesitate I mean like He lines up his spots Like he gets where he needs to be And he snaps out Off a jump Off the apron Over to the rail And on the front row Like And RVD is feeling himself More than I think Probably any wrestler I've ever seen in my life Yeah I mean he is so like the rock level confidence Like it is its Fucking through the roof And he He owns it He has earned it It is his He lives in it Like it is Unbelievable To watch him in this match When he gets his nose broken I was like Oh shit You know This might Hurt him a step No No I think it It emboldened him Mm -hmm. um, To go Take it that much further With Jerry Lynn And they And he just met him Move for move It was fucking great Like I thought Jerry Lynn was going to pull it out like right till the end when they did the spot with Fonzie in the chair and they threw it and they missed him and throws him off the side. I was like, Oh shit. Jerry Lynn is going to come back and win this fucking match. And this will be like sort of the decline of RVD because he's been at the top for a while. Um, But wow. It's four and a quarter stars for me. Um, The ending was great the heat was great. Like it's just a fantastic match.
1: It's a classic. Should be definitely talked about more. Like you said, Mm -hmm. Gurner's backstage talks about RVD's title reigns coming to an end in Dudleyville and vows. He'll lose one of his titles by the end of this event in the arena. Tune in next week to see it happen. Some good tease there by Joel. All right. Awards, best match. I think we can all sit here and say RVD versus Jerry Lynn. has gotta be. Yep. I mean, worst match, I went Storm Candido, but, I mean, that was That was great. excellent. <laughs> Clipped, yeah. Right. yeah. Uh Best moment, I went to Lynn Table Tornado DDT, which is an awesome spot. Ooh,
2: I got to go with the nose breaking.
0: Yeah. Um,
1: I don't even, was
2: that a chair shot or a leg drop or something? I don't know, but it got him.
0: Got him uh... good. There, there's a lot on here. You you could mention the spike that was used spike. throughout the match. Like, there's a lot the here. Taz,
2: three chair shots. Yeah. That was fucking great.
1: Uh, most 90s, and with Sonny's contract status yet again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I yeah. like
2: the yin yang on RVD. It's very 90s. Yeah,
1: that is pretty 90s. Stock rising, Storm, Taz, Lynn, RVD.
2: Bigelow Sabu. Oh, the sp- the spike. <laughs>
1: Stock falling out with the facial stuff. Bigelow's eye, RVD's nose. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Everybody's heads are falling off. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, all right, final grade. This is great. I mean eight out of ten for me. <laughs> like this yep. this yep. is a you know, we just said it, we gotta see any more classic TV. Like this was it. this was yeah. um an awesome episode. Like they put all their top stuff into this one. Uh, we saw three great matches, two eclipsed, so you wonder like what it could have been with those, but the main event was the one we wanted in, in full, so we got it. Um a couple of the storyline advancement stuff. It, it was a great episode of TV. I
2: I can't I can't like not do at least eight out of ten. I wanna bump it up a little bit more.
0: Yeah, um, it's it's an eight for me, the hell of an episode.
1: All right, let's get to our last week of TV here tonight, August twenty second, nineteen ninety eight. Paul Heyman narrates highlights of last week's three-way dance. Says all three men were treated for exhaustion after the match, which left RVD alone to defend against Jerry Lynn. We get clips of that as well as Gertner's prediction at the end of the show that RVD will lose some of his gold by the end of the arena. Opening animation. Shane goes to Francine, head to the ring to join Joey. Shane's fired up. He rants about instead of getting a blowjob for Francine during the show, as usual, the match has been the match been too damn hot, so he's been stuck watching them. Doesn't want to miss the action.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I lost my fucking shit when he said that.
1: Oh my god! It's like that just when you amazing. think he's like over the like on the deep end, he like breaks out this stupid shit. And he finds uh, some
2: wild thing to say all the time. Just yeah. fucking took me. Off.
1: <laughs> Big, I like to think he doesn't tell Francine just to get her like real-time oh, reaction. Right, 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 yeah.
2: She does a uh, funny thing too, where she like does this little
1: yeah, um,
2: rub in the corners of her mouth. <laughs> Pretty great.
1: Uh, Bigelow didn't tap it. Heatwave, he says. Uh, study the yep. tape. You can see he's reaching for the ropes. And tonight, Bigelow has mastered Taz and Sabu for a half hour, and he's a greater champion than RVD ever will be. RVD and Sabu have been collecting too much gold, and the triple threat has a problem with that. So it looks like the triple Threat's going to reassert itself as a dominant force and take back all their fucking gold. Gertner shows up to booze. He gets Francine a bouquet of Twizzlers. It says, earlier tonight, RVD was wrestling Jerry Lynn alone and took a beating. He's bloody and busted. And Sabu, in 30 minutes, he got no win and was beaten down by Taz and Bigelow. Terrible shape he's in. Gertner asks if Douglas wants to tag titles in his camp, or would he just be satisfied to get those belts off of R.D. and Sabu? Shane says he doesn't care who has them, as long as it's not R.V.D. and Sabu. Joel says before the Dullies finished unfinished business, they took it easy after a pay-per-view. They have tucked away in a special hiding place a tag team title shot, and on behalf of the Dullies, they are exercising that option tonight. Joey doesn't think that should happen, but RVD comes out with both belts. He backs Shane out of the ring. Shane bails. He says he's too injured to be messing with this shit. RVD mimics Gertner. It says he battled Lynn around the arena while bleeding, and Sabu's carried out. But Sabu's used to RVD carrying him anyway. RVD isn't just a TV champion and a tag champion. He's the whole fucking show. The Dullies stalk out and stared down RVD, who does not back down. Bubba introduces himself and says they get their title shot tonight. He talks down RVD and says he couldn't even beat Sign Guy. So RVD decks Sign Guy with the belt. Fonzie throws a chair at Dick and then eats a Van Daminator. And then RVD and Fonzie bail out to a pop. A really good segment. I think it elevates the Dudleys again. Continues to push RVD to superstar him. He's a top guy that does not give a shit. He just went 20 plus minutes to Jerry Lynn. And now he's like, screw it. I'll take both you Dudleys on as well. Doesn't back down, Jenny. I think RVD was awesome in this segment as always. Well,
2: well, well <laughs> Right to right to Joel's face it was great. Um, where was this weird uh, title shot locked away in some fucking Disney vault? Like I don't six know. Six, uh,
1: treasure uh, Dudley Vault.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Tu- Dudley mm-hmm. Vault. <laughs> uh, I don't wanna know what the fuck's in the Dudley vault. So. <laughs> yeah.
0: Um
2: sure, I guess we'll just do that. That's fine. Um What are we gonna do though without Sabu? Um
0: Maddie? Uh, what are we going to do without Sabu? That's a question I ask myself weekly. Um, I, I really enjoyed this. I thought it's a good setup uh, for the match later on. Uh, Gertner with the Twizzler bouquet fucking killed amazing. me. It's just <laughs> unbelievable. The way he presented it to and all the, these giant fucking Twizzlers just, <laughs> just, flopping, just flopping all flopping over. Around. Oh my god, it was <laughs> and perfect. And she was
2: like... <laughs> <no." the>
0: <laughs> It's like what the fuck am I supposed to do with this? It's Twizzlers, you fucking asshole! What's wrong with you? And Then at one point she grabs Gertner and then she wipes her hand on Joey and Joey's like, oh god, he's like wiping it just. Uh, whatever they pay Gertner, it's not fucking enough. Let me tell you, he's the best. Probably wasn't much,
1: honestly. Uh, no, wow. uh,
0: those Twizzlers are probably what they paid him. <laughs> but yeah, I, I really enjoyed. Now, he's coming uh,
1: such a long way. Remember, he was just like the ring announcer, right? <laughs> skinny little ring announcer, and now
0: he's uh. uh Arguably sure, the he's best in the talker in ECW. Yeah, it's yeah. unbelievable.
1: And it was qu- like another guy,
0: sort of like yeah. Lance Storm, what we talked about, just super quick, how he, yeah. he found his character. And That's one thing with of-
1: ECW we've seen. Like, they're not afraid to hyper put. Like, when a guy starts doing anything that gets remotely right. over, they right. are, like, up up there. You know, Stevie, even back in the yeah. day, it was, like, the same thing. Like, we see, no. whenever they see a glimpse of promise in someone, they're on it. Mm-hmm. But, As they should be.
0: Right. I mean, if if you find your strength, fucking go with right. it. Why mm-hmm. Why hide it, you know? Right.
1: Well, that goes especially so for a guy in our next match. This is Justin Credible taking on Sandman. Obviously, they hyper-pushed him to the moon as well. Credible's out with Jason, Nicole Bass, and Chastity. He has a tough task here as Sandman saunteres to the ring. It's his usual long entrance. Get a bunch of riffing about Sandman's legacy by Joey and Shane. Shane compares Credible to himself as a youngster climbing the ranks. The crowd chants, she's a man at Bass as we go to break. When we come back, Credible demands the cane be taken away. The ref obliges. We get rolling with some hard Sandman strikes and a guillotine leg drop. In comes Chastity. She canes Sandman, but he shakes it off and spanks her. That allows Credible to pelt Sandman with a nasty snap drop kick. Credible hammers and stomps away. It's a super kick for two. Credible keeps pouring it on, but Sandman comes back with a slam and a top rope leg drop. Gets two on that, but Chastity sprays hairspray in the eyes of the excuse me in the eyes of the ref. Nicole Bass comes in. Sandman loads her with a pile driver, but Jason saves with a hard kick to the face. Credible covers, but the ref is still down. Credible scoops Sandman, but he floats out and the dodges the Jason Kane shot, hits him with a Russian leg sweep. Credible ducks to Kane and finishes Sandman with That's Incredible to the shock of Douglas. Joey hypes it as a huge win. Credible ends up caning Sandman across the head after the match, and a fun match. Some good post-attack, usual chaos piling on from Credible's crew, which always works well, adds to his heat. Could be a good start to the feud as well and Sandman having to deal with Credible's crew and it cost him. So Credible's moved on to another big name in Sandman with another feud. He keeps stacking wins. I went two and a half on this one, Jenny.
2: You know what? Uh, That's probably the drunkest intro I've seen Sandman do. (laughs) Um, And that's saying something. But like he tried to climb up on the railing and fucking fell down. Uh, Had to try that spot again. He was just so wobbly and loose mm-hmm. and probably very drunk. Mm-hmm. So anyway, I knew he wasn't gonna win this in any way. Um but I did think it was really fun. Um <laughs> Sam have, is feeling himself a little bit in this imagine I think that's the alcohol again coming through. <laughs> oh easily,
1: yeah. yeah. Yeah.
2: And uh so I mean he puts up a good fight it's a sandman match i like the hairspray spot that's pretty unique we've not seen that much but the fuckery abounds and i kind of was into it so i did three nope two and three quarters Matt.
0: yeah i went two and a half on it i mean i like you i i think we all kind of knew that this was probably going to be credible's night again but the thing that surprised me was just how quick it was like it's a pretty mm-hmm. short match it's like five minutes and in and out. Maybe that was because of the Sandman drunkenness, perhaps, Probably. But, uh, you know, uh, liability reasons and whatnot. But I mean, it was pretty entertaining for what it was. And they covered this up with enough uh, shenanigans and fuckery that it was super entertaining for as quick as it was. So and mm-hmm. uh, Credible gets another big win under his belt. So two and a half for me.
1: All right. Sandman is backstage. He says maybe he lost some intensity after Heat Wave, and he's there for Dreamer. He said, Credible just lit a fire that Credible now has to try to put out. Good. Joey, Shane, and Francine reset. They hyped their return to ECW Arena on August 29th. Credible and his crew were in the locker room. He brags up his big win and continued rise through the ranks. And Joey reveals that Sam and Credible will have a rematch on August 29th with the loser getting caned 10 times. Ooh. Joey hypes up our main event. Douglas fucks with him and then rants about RVD, Sabu, and Taz. And that brings us to our main event which is Rob Van Dam defending the ECW tag team titles against the Dudley boys. RVD and Fonzie head out. Joey says Gertner has his contract tucked away. And now RVD is in a tough spot to defend against the red hot Dudleys. Bubba bullies Bob Ortiz as Gertner takes his spot, does his intros. Uh, Fonzie stumbles through introducing RVD. A little charm to it, but he tries. Mm-hmm. It's a bad <laughs> uh Oh, baby. Uh, Joey says Sabu is backstage and being treated for exhaustion, and RVD didn't consult him about this match. Shabu may not even know about it. RVD mm. and Devon start things off with some mat work and counter holds. RVD gets a springboard cross body for two, follows with a Rana for two. After blocking a suplex, Bubba comes in, hammers on RVD, and the Dully starts to double up. RVD ducks and flies into both of the springboard kick. Bubba cuts RVD down the clothesline. RVD's busted nose opens back up. Bubba keeps hammering away as Joey says, Dick is in the hospital. Thanks to the VD earlier tonight. That is the Van Damminator. Bubba tosses and slaps RVD around and RVD comes punching back into things until he eats a hard clothesline. The Dudleys take control, working together to choke and hammer on RVD. Bubba shrugs off a sidekick. It's a sidewalk slam. Shane talks about the heat in the building as RVD has already wrestled once and it's so hot in there. Devon tags in It's the back elbow to the busted eye, follows with a hard elbow draw for two. The Dudleys continue to beat on RVD, taking turns to their offense until RVD hits a big spin kick and a cross body block to Bubba. RVD gets his knees up on a double headbutt attempt as he fights off both guys. He gets two on a spin kick to Bubba, but he's hurting now. RVD gets up and gets a shot right into the 3D, but he rolls away as Sabu hits the ring with a chair and cleans house. Douglas leaves the nest. He has the ringside as Sabu takes out the Dudleys. Fonzie puts the table in the ring. Sabu loads both Dudleys on it and buries them with a leg drop off the top. Bigelow and Candido come in. They attack Sabu and RVD with Shane barking orders. Bigelow and Shane hold the champs on a table. Candido goes up top, but Taz shows up and shoves him down. Taz helps clean house on the triple threat and the Dudleys as Shane bails. The ring is cleared and Taz, Sabu, and RVD stand tall in the ring yet again. The fans chant new triple threat. And Fonzie keeps Sabu from attacking Taz. So we don't really get a finish here, but we get a big moment. Uh, a fun handicap match with RV really taking a shit-kicking. Hangs in, does all he can despite the exhaustion. It's a great showing by him. The Dullies lose their big chance. Douglas' big plans fail. And Sabu shows up at the post-match as well done as well. Seems like we have a big, huge six-man on the horizon with these different triple threats. I went three stars, Matt, for the match. I was thinking, I thought the Dullies were going to win this. I'll, I won't lie. Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought for sure this is their way of getting the belts off RVD and Sabu. Mm-hmm. So I like that they didn't do that. And it felt like a given with Joel's promise, um, the way it was shot and filmed and aired. Mm-hmm. So I like the way it ended up ending up. And now it looks like we're having an unlikely team up with RVD, Taz, and Sabu against the Triple Threat, which is really the top six guys right now in ECW. So pretty neat that they're lining them up
0: yeah i went two and a half on it and i think i'm lower than you on it because i'm just not a huge fan of handicap matches in general they just mm. there's some there's something about it that I, I just can't get behind i don't know what the hell it is but it just it, it irks me and i don't know why so it, it was good for what it was but and i do think the the handicap match part of it probably went a little bit too long like i think they could have gotten like sabu could have come out a little bit quicker than he did but i mean it was still perfectly fine for what it was uh As far as the new triple threat goes, yeah, I still don't know how I feel about that. I mean, Taz spent 15 months (laughs) going at fucking Mm -hmm. Sabu. So, I mean, I guess they could do a thing. It's like, I don't know, the enemy of my enemy is my friend or whatever that... Yeah, I think
1: that's how they're doing it. I don't think Taz is suddenly going to be buddies with Sabu again. Like, I think it's almost like, all right, this has always been Taz's MO, right? He'll go as far as he can until he has to give in and do the thing he doesn't want to do. Right. And now Mm -hmm. it's getting to be too much. Like, he needs almost needs their support and he respects sabu and and Mm rvd more than he respects the triple threat at this point bigelow's Mm -hmm. whining shane's a bitch sabu Mm -hmm. always takes him to the limit rvd's awesome so like and he knows Mm -hmm. fonzie for better or worse right so
0: so like if they if they keep it to that i think it could work but if all of a sudden you have you know taz which i don't know if this will necessarily happen but if all of a sudden you have these three guys being buddy buddy with one another and they're like literally a new triple threat then I, i wouldn't feel high on that at all. But like, if it's like I said, if it's an enemy of my enemy is my friend type of thing, I'd be okay with that. So, but I mean, it, it's a fine way to end the show. And like you, I thought the title was changing here. It would have made sense to do it here. So it was a, a nice change of pace that they didn't do it here. So uh, two and a half for me.
2: Yeah. They definitely swerved me. Cause I was like, Oh, okay. This is how the Dudley <laughs> become the fucking tag champs. Uh-huh. But no, not on this night, but RVD is just, fucking amazing like because
0: mm-hmm.
2: he just did this whole thing with jerry lynn and he barely even looks like he barely wrestled mm-hmm. like how is that possible and, and they were telegraphing a lot with sabu's in the back being treated for exhaustion everybody else is in the hospital blah blah okay yeah no sabu's definitely coming out at the end of this match but um so all that was sort of predictable. Um But it was kind of cool what happened when Sabu came out uh, to save the day. Um, I could see them having like an uneasy alliance, Taz and RVD and Sabu. Which, I mean, look, their alliance is already uneasy as it is because RVD is a huge egomaniac Mm -hmm. (laughs) and Sabu's insane. Um, So I could see that working. Definitely not long term. Because Taz I just he's just a lone wolf kind of guy. Like he's mm-hmm. not like a team up type of guy. He's told us that this whole time. Um, I'm gonna hit in the middle and do two and three quarter stars.
1: All right, that wraps up our final episode. So let's get to our awards here. Uh best match to me was the main event, R V D and the Dudleys.
2: Um, yeah, I think so.
0: Yeah, I mean, I went two and a half on both, yeah, but I'll, I'll give it a nod on that for uh, for the post-match. All
1: right, so worst match is Credible Sandman. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Best moment, Taz, Sebu, and RVD standing together at the end, for sure, for me.
2: That was good. Um, I like the Sandman intro. <laughs>
1: yeah, so
0: I went with uh, Credible getting another win under his belt mm-hmm. with Sandman.
1: Most 90s. It wasn't much to choose from, so I just went to Cole Bass on this one.
2: Yep. Although I think she's looking better. Um, yeah, the last couple. She's just very nineties. Uh, outings, yes. Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, rising, I went Dudley's RVD credible. Yep. And falling, I went triple threat. Scuffling, scuffling a bit here. Mm, by the way. Maybe. Tough couple weeks. Bigelow tapping Candido, getting worked over by Story. Bigelow did
2: not tap motherfucker. <laughs> um, no, I liked. Uh, well, Shane's saying he usually gets his dick sucked during the match. That's pretty
1: great. <laughs> uh, final grade, I went 6 out of 10. A fine episode, above average to me. We had, you know, a mm-hmm. pretty good match. Not the, no big developments. It looked like we may. Um, you know you're going to see the Taz, RVD, Sabu moment probably 15 times from here. So, mm-hmm. like, if you didn't see it on this episode, you're fine. Um, same incredible Sandman as the start of their story, so like I don't think this was like a must-see episode, but it was entertaining, so uh, it felt like a six.
2: I'm gonna do six and a half.
0: Uh, I went five and a half. It felt like we're at the start of uh, a bunch of new things kicking off, but that's all this really was was just like the chapter one of the, the stuff that's gonna lead us into in November to remember. Right.
1: All right, well, that's going to lead us out of this episode. So three more down. Uh, Always exciting to continue this journey with both of you. Uh, We'll be back in two weeks with four weeks of TV. It'll take us into September, so that'll be a fun time as always. And continue our journey check out everything we have to offer no cell connection both audio and video follow us on social media we appreciate the love the support everyone stay extreme we'll talk to you in two weeks
0: we on service you the boss, the king the shot say what you wish is yours true dish how about a little more
1: barclay have some up column A try all of column B I'm in the mood to help you dude you ain't never had a friend like me
2: the big part. Watch out. It's the big part.
1: Can your friends do this? Can your friends do that? Can your friends pull buggy-eyed i'm here to answer all your midday prayers you got me boner fide, that certified got a genie for your charge
0: defense i got a powerful urge to help you out so what you wish i really want to know
1: you got a list that's three miles long no doubt all you gotta do is rub like so mr aladdin yes one wish or two or three well, I'm on the job, you big nabob You ain't never had a friend, never had a friend You ain't never had a friend, never had a friend You ain't never, never, had a, had a Friend, friend, like, like You ain't never had a friend like me